everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share The Void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. I wasn't sure you were getting through your S's there. Funny story You haven't even been drinking. Well, I say that. Let's let's talk about your drink situation right now. I pull up to Man. your house. All right, I I pull up right. You're sitting outside with your wife, right? Looks like a really nice day. You know, it's, hey, it's a damn good day. Talking talking to his wife. Get over there. Oh man, look. Oh, Mitch having a couple beers. It's peach fucking beer. Yeah, we talked Bush about this on the last show, edition. dude. It's it's already light beer. Like like how much lighter does it need to be? It's good. I don't understand. It's a whole lot better than a seltzer. I don't understand. Seltzers taste like you're drinking TV static while somebody screams a flavor from the other room. I hate seltzers. And And they're bad. You know what sucks? It's like when I run out of beer, I'll drink Janine's. Like she'll have them in there and I'll like choke one down. I'm like, this is fucking awful. A seltzer is like 14 belches in a can. I don't understand what the deal with the carbonation is. I don't know. That's why I like Guinness so much. uncomfortable to drink. It's like just not so much carbonation. Yeah. So I get here, I grab a couple beers, right? And I go through the house and I come back out and I can hear they're kind of, they're like not yelling, but like not whispering, but <laughs> trying to whisper. So I just bust out there, of course, you know, like, hey, what's going on? Oh, this is Danielle. Mitch is trying to tell me how to do my fucking job. <laughs> oh, shit. I like, am her boss. You? Yeah, I told her. I mean, she wasn't happy about it. No. <laughs> what happened? You want to talk about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean no? Like I so it they got stopped, resolved. She's handling it. So they stopped talking. Mitch called some customer and then she was you know, I made her laugh a little bit and then I got the fuck out of there cuz I could see that she was like the So she's like she has nice redhead syndrome and then she has like real redhead syndrome like they, you could RPF. tell that's like about yeah resting bitch face like she's about to come out and stab you and i was like ah i should probably get out of here i'm gonna yeah. like, i'm bad enough for mitch i'm like, gonna leave now i'm just gonna i'm gonna leave now <laughs> yeah. and i walked out so no comment huh no that's no fun just typical work stuff T- the show's about business yeah it's not about business with so your spouse though it, so first off it wasn't typical work stuff oh we do that every day it wasn't typical work stuff then i mean if it was you talk about it oh maybe sounds like <laughs> do you hey, do we need to take a time out you can go down and get your nuts out of her purse or oh no, gosh no 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 oh she's gonna hold on to those for a while she's down there doing the work <laughs> right now <laughs> all right oh i feel better now good i feel I'm better you, that I'm i smashed you your that nuts, out of the system smashed your nuts a little bit <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on. I still don't know. What uh, what's on the docket for today? I have no idea. I didn't write anything down. You didn't write anything. Hey, for anyone, all that pre-show prep for anybody that watches the YouTube channel, which is like seven people. Look, yeah. there's my piece of paper. Everyone, look it up. I wrote down fucking nothing. Seven people and my mom. Hi, mom. I've had a, I've had a I've had a shit day, man. It's just I can been tell. shit. 
You're feisty. I am feisty. Yeah. I swear to God, one of these days, I'm just going to snap next. Like, so, it's going to happen. Don't hate. What? Okay, go ahead. Today's topic, one topic, one topic only. Only one topic? Digital marketing versus word of mouth referrals. Now, this is one hell of a topic. It's going to take us the whole freaking show to talk about Are it. you sure? Yeah. All right. Ugh. You, dude, see, it must have had a seltzer beer. No, I think it's that fucking peach girl beer. So, <clears throat> before we dive into like what is digital marketing and what is word of mouth referrals, um, we need to kind of explain all of the things that kind of classify as digital marketing. And we need to, and then where we're going to take you with this is we're going to classify what is digital marketing, we're going to classify what is word of mouth referrals. And then we're going to classify like where you should be at in the progression of your business as your business starts to grow. So digital marketing is going to literally be anything that happens on a phone or on a computer or on the internet. So Or a TV. Or a TV, right? So <laughs> your website is digital marketing. If you are paying somebody to optimize your website for search engine stuff, that's digital marketing expenses. Um, believe it or not, your social media is a form of digital marketing, but it can also flip over to word of mouth referrals. Your social media is kind of a hybrid. Um, your Google business page is also kind of a hybrid. It is a form of digital marketing depending on where you're spending your money. But if you keep it on the free side of things, then it is word of mouth referrals and your Google business page is ultimately free. Um, You've got Google Local <clears throat> Services, uh, also known as Google LSA. Uh, that is digital marketing. You've got Google Ads. Google Ads are different than Google LSA, also digital marketing. You've got digital TV commercials. So those are going to be TV commercials that only play on uh, retargeted sources or on um, streaming services. So your Roku's, your... your um, your Plutos, your Netflixes, your, you know, all of those streaming services, even YouTube TV will have digital TV commercials. Yeah. And you know, what's weird. So I, I shut my direct TV off mm -hmm. like, I don't know, two months ago or whatever, but Sam's, so I have a Samsung TV and they have Samsung plus and it literally rolls through your internet. Right. And there's like 130 channels on there. That's the same thing. You yeah. can direct digital market on that. So yeah. like when I watch, so I'll watch Newsmax. Right. And I'll be, you know, they'll, they'll go to commercial or whatever. And then there'll be, sometimes there's some national ads and then there'll be, um, like just specific things to Kansas city or Missouri in general, or, you know, I'm sure there are Lee summit, but they don't say Lee summit specific ads or grain Valley specific ads, but that is starting to really take off as far as like where you can seriously focus your ads to a very small group of people in a very specific area because of that. Yeah. And like people. Hey, if you like what you're hearing on the void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. People don't even realize their smart TV even has like those just regular channels in there yet. But yeah. I feel like that's going to be a, a real um, 
fast growing market yeah. here very soon as as people are starting to get rid of direct TV and get well, rid of like you know basic cable and shit like that. It's it's already there, right? So like if you have a yeah. product that only <clears throat> appeals to women and it only appeals to women between certain ages, well, you can use digital TV and laser target that product to that individual, yeah. right? And if you sell nationally, you can you can target it to all the people in the nation. If you sell locally, you can laser target it to the exact zip code that that person lives in. Yeah. Right. And I know that it's not that people aren't taking full advantage of it because so on Newsmax, if you if you were to watch and I'm just using this as an example, mm-hmm. if you're watching Newsmax on DirecTV, there's commercials the entire commercial break. If yeah. you're watching on a digital platform like I am right now, like there'll be three or four or five commercials and then nothing. Yeah. Because they're syncing up with the direct TV deal yep. and they don't have any ads to fill that. Yep. I mean, so I know that it's right now it's cheap and people are switching over. So if you don't have a lot of money, like that might be a way to go for you if you want to like get into some some specific areas for cheap. The real problem is what are their ratings right now? Not well, real great. So the the big thing if you're doing anything on TV go right now. is you have to have a call to action. If yeah. You, if you don't have a call yeah, to action, yeah. then you are going to be basically dumping a whole lot of money into branding, and branding doesn't have a consistent rate of return, right? No, it Especially doesn't. Especially for a small business. Now, a big business. That's why you do it first, right? For a big business, they they have a lot of branding going on. You picture your Coca Colas, your Pepsi's, and all of that kind of stuff. Most of their commercials are branding, right? It's not like. Hurry now this week, all products are 20% off. That's a call to action. You know, Coca-Cola throws out a commercial and it's a couple of polar bears having fun on the ice drinking a Coke. That's branding. That's all branding, right? Yeah. So as you get bigger, you you get into more branding than anything else. Um, Flipping over to word of mouth type marketing. Which is what um, we preach all the time. All the time. Uh, so word of mouth marketing would be like physical, direct mouth, like vocal person to live, like live voice to live ear word of mouth. You and I are having a discussion and I say, you should call my guy. Right? Yeah. Well, you, you go to your neighbor, mouth referral. you go to your neighbor and say, Hey, I know that a month ago Spencer was out and, you know, augured your gr- drain. Like who did he work for? Who was that? Right. You know what I mean? That's direct word of mouth. Right. So, right. and, and, and whenever, you know, we talk about it all the time, whenever you have direct word of mouth in a neighborhood, I mean, the amount of sales you get from that or percentage of sales sold from that is extremely high. Yeah, it's huge. I, I mean, it's almost 100%. Yeah. You know, because they trust their neighbor. That's why they asked their neighbor in the fucking first place. Right. Because they trust them. Yep. And then when they say, yeah, I had a great experience. They took care of me. It wasn't even that expensive or it was expensive, but it was well worth it. You ought, you basically get the free sale if they call you. Right, right, and that's why word of mouth is so popular. Is because a word of like people buy from people that they know and that they like and that they trust. Well, if if you came to somebody through a word of mouth referral, they already trust you, and they already like you because their friend liked you. Yeah, and they already know you because their friend knows you. Yeah. So it, all you have to do is polish up on those three aspects just a little bit. And it's the easiest sale in the world. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily um, like or no, it's trust. Yeah. When you're making a sale 
or you're making a big sale, what's the number one thing that's important? It's trust. If they don't trust you, they're not going to spend money with you. Right. You know what I mean? Like is right after that. Right. You know, it's just like lots of people don't like Donald Trump. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes you, you know, you got to just hold your nose and be like, well, yep, he's a pain in the ass, but he got some shit done. Who had 12 minutes? No one had 12 Dave, minutes. <laughs> Dave, Dave went political with inside of 12 minutes. No, I minutes. didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I actually stole that from, um, oh, what's the guy that hosts Family Feud? Steve Harvey. Yeah. He was. He came out and he was like, look, no one likes him, but it's just like the pest control guy. You don't You don't call the guy you like. You, got, you call the guy that can get the job done. He right. smells. He's, he's got a bad attitude. He's missing two teeth. You don't like him. But you call him, you know why? Because he gets the job done, and you trust that he's going to get the job done. Right. Right? right. Maybe I should have just used that example instead. Go. I'm sorry. There you go. I'm sorry. I didn't yes. mean to hurt your feelings today. <laughs> <laughs> so, Don't spill your peach beer. You'll uh, be fine. <laughs> so other forms of word of mouth. You, you do have some digital word of mouth. Um, now with, you know, Facebook groups and, um, you know, all next door and all of those different kinds of avenues... Um, you do have some digital word of mouth available too. You know, somebody might post in their Facebook, their neighborhood Facebook group or their community Facebook group, hey, I'm looking for a plumber, who should I use, right? And if you win the popular vote, chances are you're going to win the call. And so if you've won the neighborhood over because you've done exemplary service for everybody else, well, then you're going to be the most referred person there and chances are you're going to win the referral. Right. So those are kind of hybrids, right? Um, another hybrid would be your Google business page. Um, and, and the reason your Google business page is kind of a hybrid is because there's a whole lot you can do with your Google business page for free. You can upload photos on your Google business page for free. You can collect Google reviews for free. You can do all this stuff for free. And, and it basically is a digital extension of word-of-mouth referrals. Yeah, and anytime you can do something like that that's, and I'm going to use quotations for those listening, can do something for free, obviously you still have to put the time in, right? But right. you're not actually spending money out of your pocket. Like So that's, um, that's like a really good use of funds because it only takes your time. Right. Right, but you still have to... You still have to sit down and do the work and get it in, but it's not like you have to do the work and everything and then write a check. Yep. You know, you're still working at it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, nothing's nothing's technically free. Yeah. Ultimately, the biggest difference between digital marketing and word-of-mouth referrals is going to be, are you buying customers or are you earning customers? Because when you buy customers... You can spend a lot of money and you can get customers faster when you buy them. However, you have to approach that customer in a whole different light Well, it, because they don't have the no like, and trust factors already established. So you have to start from square one and with you're, them. You're not buying customers. You're buying leads. You're buying opportunities at customers. Yes. You're, right. buy, you're not necessarily... So for every dollar you spent, you're not getting a customer. You're right. getting a lead. Yeah. Okay. And then it's your job to turn that lead into a customer. Right. When it's word of mouth, you're getting a customer. It's just your job to make the sale. Yeah. Basically. Like you you still have to you still have to set the metrics for no like and trust. It's a lot easier to do 
But the moment you skip the process, the steps in your process that establish no like and trust, you can blow a word of mouth referral pretty quickly. You can if you go in there guns a blazing. And and then and then what happens is they don't use you, and then they call back to their person that referred, <laughs> and they're pissed. and they're like, <laughs> I know you said to use them, but that guy turned me off. Yeah, you know he was. He was real short, and I didn't like his price, and he just basically gave me a bad attitude, right? Yeah, and that they just do that. That's yeah. That's, but if you but if you get a word of mouth referral and you go in there, just like the previous person where you got that referral from, your conversion rate is ninety five, ninety eight percent on a sale all the time. It's great if if you're buying those leads through advertising or whatever, especially if you're a smaller company, your conversion rates substantially lower. Right. You know, I mean, I, I mean, what do you think yours is? What is it? 50%? No, we, we run right at what 70%. So a 25% difference from 95 to 70. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, we conversion run, rate wise. We run an ad, like I don't track it word of mouth. I, I don't track it by referral base. I could. I guess I, I, I mean, I totally could. My software would break it down if I wanted to. Technically, I'm calling you out because you do. You just don't keep up on it. Because I've seen the spreadsheet and I've seen the, the numbers there. You just don't update it yeah. as much as you... And let's be honest, you don't do that because you're not throwing money at it. Well, right? I'm, and you're trying to track the money more than you're trying to track the, the referrals because you know the referrals are turning over and you don't have to worry about them. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean? we're we're tracking the net result, but um, yeah. you know our process stays the same, right? It should stay the same for how we approach a customer, whether no matter the the lead source. Well, and do so, the guys even know the no. lead source when they start? So no, there's no. the process is the same. Yeah, like the only one that sees that is you after the fact. Yeah. So it. Yeah. That's a moot I mean, point. We have we have a couple of outliers. Very like, moot point. For instance, if somebody calls us uh, because they, if they reference that they saw us on the Better Business Bureau website, um, I wish we could like run from those customers because you Thumbs know the Better down. Business Bureau used to be really handy, but now Google is king and the Better Business Bureau is actually kind of useless. No, it's a way to throw away money. <clears throat> well, yeah, if you I advertise on that site, yeah, for sure. It's dumb. We don't advertise on it, but we're A plus rated, accredited. You know, we're the top rating you can get on the even, Better Business Bureau. Even people I know that are serious, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying anyone here. Even people I know that are above 75, that like Better Business Bureau was like the thing. That's what you went by. Yeah. They know now that that shit's over. Yeah, yeah. And, and they don't. They should. I, I, they're but, just not. It's it's not a thing. But here's it's the one. It's just not a fucking here's thing Here's the thing. Anymore. The people that are still hanging on to it, they are wildly concerned that they're going to get taken advantage of. And anybody that is wildly concerned that they're going to get yeah. taken advantage they're of is very skittish. Yeah. They've got cold feet. They don't want to uh they don't want to trust all that they're seeing right in front of them. They don't want to trust the fact that we've got nearly six hundred Google reviews and we're, you know, five oh rated on Google. They don't want to trust any of that. Like yeah. they're they're always looking for that, you know, that I think that's a sham. Yeah, you know. In, well, they're always doubting. They're always looking for something, or they're, and they're always not trusting from the get go. Yeah. And someone and and a customer that is that way, or a person that's in that way in general, there's nothing you can do. Right. Because they're literally always looking for something. Half of those people will make something up. Oh well, the the floor was just dirty when they left. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. What do you, I, 
I and, mean, and so a lot of that comes down to the difference in classes of customers that you're chasing. So um, we've we've all seen the GIF where it's like four hundred dollar client, and they're messaging you going, "I just want to make sure you know that I don't spend this money without a great deal of caution, and this is a lot of money for me. And if this money is spent in the wrong direction, it can greatly impact my life and my children's life, and it would affect the legacy that I leave for the future." In all of this, right? If four hundred dollars is changing your legacy, you got work to do. Right. <laughs> I mean, you got fucking work to do. Fifty thousand dollar client, money sent. Thank you. Yeah, it's literally that simple. And and I shit you not, we we had a fifty thousand dollar sale last month. Yes, I know. I've heard you say it a thousand fucking times. Well, now <laughs> twenty seven thousand times. Now. I can actually speak with a level of truth <laughs> to that gift. That everybody shares, right? A lot of people share that gift, have never had a $50,000 client. They're sharing it because they think it sounds cool. Yeah, of course they are. Now that we have that's a, now that we have a $50,000 client, I shit you not, we give him the estimate. The estimate's $51,000. And he literally says, when can you start? And we say, we, have, we require 10 per, or, uh, 20% down, and we can start within two or three days after we receive your down payment. He literally shows up the next day, check in hand. Yeah. Boom. Done. Where's my water line, bitch? Get the water line done. <laughs> I shoot him a message. Hey, water line's done. And I, he's still 20% down. That leaves $40,000 left for him to pay, right? Close, yes. So it's not it's not the easiest thing. In, it, it's, it's not like, hey, write me a check for 40 grand. I'm not leaving your property until you do, right? So I shoot him a message. Didn't even wave goodbye. <laughs> I, I shoot him a message and uh, and I say, you know, hey, we're all wrapped up, so I'll get you a paid or I'll get you an invoice over tonight that you can we can settle up on. He literally sends me a text the next day and say, I'll have a check at this, you know, it, there's at their property they have like a, a sports lodge. Oh, and he, nice. And and there's a desk in that sports lodge, and he mm-hmm. says tomorrow morning I'll put a check on the sports lodge desk for. The remaining amount due. Nice. I mean, literally, like money sent. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You know, no, no qualms about anything. I mean, it was literally just he understood the value. He paid the price. Yeah. He made the selection. It was that easy. And when we talk about customers that you want and customers that you're working to to get, like those are the type of customers, right? Right. One hundred percent. When that guy calls with an, I mean, we did a substantial amount of work, and a lot of it is grading and dirt work. There's gonna be some settling. Um, we had some things that need to be at ground level. And so they're going to need some adjustment. Over yeah. the, you know, and I flat told them, I'm like, I have no doubt that these are going to need to be adjusted over the next few months. Call me. Do not hesitate to call. I'll swing back by. We'll get them readjusted yeah. as, as things settle around and, and all of that stuff. He'll call and I'm not going to roll my eyes. I'm not going to dread it. I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, here they go again. I'm going to be happy to go out there, right? Yeah, because he's an easy customer to work with. Well, he's, it's not just that he's an easy customer to work with, but because he and you both realize the value of each other, mm-hmm. and and a customer, a customer and um, what's the word I'm looking for? And service contractor relationship is a two way street. Right. It is a one hundred percent two way street, especially yep. when you're in bigger projects. When you're in a remodel, things are going to get messed up. You know. Prices are going to change based on what you want after the fact or, or something's happened. It's a two-way street. When you show your customer a great amount of respect 
and a great amount of caring what the price is and sticking to the price that you've quoted, they should in turn show you the same respect as in, hey, we ran into a super snag here. We're in trouble. Right. I I, I want your opinion. What do you want to do here? It's a two-way street. And that is a customer that understands that and is like, okay, he said this was the price. He did the work. He started when he said. I wrote in the check. When I call him, he's going to come back out. Right. It's a two-way street. Yeah. And if people, people have really, I feel like, kind of forgotten some of that. Well, and it's, it's stuff. It's you know, easy these to days. Do. So of course, it's easy to do. That my, doesn't mean it's right. The the guy who, um, the guy who put the permanent Christmas lights on my house. He <coughs> um, nerd. <laughs> I ain't climbing on my roof anymore. So. Per- uh, I've never put Christmas lights on my roof. Yeah, Scrooge. <laughs> no, <I'm> not. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, so anyway, um, ouch. I work out with that guy on Sundays. Cut me deep. And he uh, uh, he was telling it. We were we were talking about this very same thing, and he was telling a story about how he'll pretty much do anything around his house except when it comes to HVAC because there's just certain things that you just aren't comfortable with, right? There's tools yeah. and gauges and refrigeration and you know all that kind of stuff. Well, their furnace quit working. And so, um, you know, he draws the line at HVAC, so he calls, you know, somebody that was referred to him, and they come out on a Saturday after 5 and found a part that it needed. It, I think it needed, like, a like an exhaust blower or something like that. And the So part, this was last winter, then? This Yeah, this would have okay. been last winter. Okay, okay. Um, and um, the, the total bill, like the guy was there, diagnosed it quickly, got him back up and running. He was only there for like 45 minutes, and the total bill came to like 600 bucks, right? And so uh, he tells the guy... That's not bad. Right. That's so, not- so he tells the guy, I'm going to go get you cash. And so, you know, he, he passes his wife on the way to wherever they keep their cash in their house. And, and he tells the wife, hey, the furnace guy said it was going to be 600 bucks. And she pauses, and she's like boy, that seems like an awful lot of money for 45 minutes. And and keep in mind, he runs two small businesses himself, right? And he okay. he stopped, and he was like, we're not doing this with this guy. This guy's out here on Saturday after 5 in a $70,000 truck with probably $20,000 in inventory. He knew what it took to get it fixed, had it on the truck, and he got us back up and running, so you're asking to have heat tonight. <laughs> and she was like preach bitch yeah and, and, then he, and then he's like he's got the same insurance expenses that we do he's got the same cost he's got the same taxes he's got the same everything that we do yeah and she's like well i guess i never thought about it like that and this yeah. is this and, and i'm not bagging on her or anything Man, else I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to crush her right now well it, <laughs> i'm it's not one, gonna it's know. one of those moments where you realize that holy cow, I'm that customer that I hate that caught like and, we, and we she all, knew we've that. all been that place. Yeah, like, and she knew all, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've all been in that place where it's like, ah, I don't know if it's worth it. But you don't know the mechanics of their business, right? Right. So um until your sales guy shows up in like a exotic car, chances are their money's being spent pretty well. Dude uh, <laughs> dude, a guy a guy shows up at my house in a Ferrari to sell me like a pool or something. Sorry. Yeah. Get the... F- no. Ain't yeah. happening. Probably not. I don't know what to tell you. Get so, out of here. Now, do I fault the guy for having a Ferrari? Absolutely not. Just don't show up to a sales call in that. Yeah. Don't, so. don't show up to sales calls of Ferraris. <laughs> yeah. Rule one. Yeah. All right, people? Stop. Stop at. 
so I see them all the time. It's we've, it's we've, the new Tesla is the thing. We've deviated the, a long way from marketing. No, we haven't. This is all marketing. Well, what I else you want to talk a, about? Give to me a something. Point. No, we're we're still talking about the the differences between the two. So, when you're freshly starting out with your company, you want to make for sure that you are dominating all forms of word of mouth referrals you can get. And here's where most people go wrong. Most people are like, "Well, I'm just not getting good word of mouth referrals." Are you asking? Well, not only are you asking, are you giving good service? Yeah. Step you, one is provide. You cannot. You cannot. Uh, you cannot expect to get word of mouth referrals if your service sucks ass. Yeah. And I'm not talking about price. Pr- price can be up and down, down and up, but if your service isn't great and you're not taking care of customers, you're getting no word of mouth referrals. Yep. Rule number 1. Yep. Two, just like Mitch was saying, if you're not asking, hey, if you know any th- this is as simple as it is, if you're a one-man shop, this is as simple as it is. Hey, if you know anyone that needs any work, I don't advertise. I would really appreciate it if you would um, just give them my business card or my phone number. I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna give you three or four if that's okay. Yep. Thank you so much for calling me and letting me service your equipment yeah. today. The, it's that. it's literally that is the most simple, easiest saying that you can tell a customer is yeah. that right there you, and then give three or four business cards and then see, if you gave them good service and they're happy with the price see what happens yep. I, I mean it's it's unbelievably stupid and simple and the only way to start your company when it's, you're real small it's so stupid it works it's not so stupid it works it's so stupid because people that's the kind of that's the kind of service that people want yeah. And sometimes they don't even know that that's what they want until you come in there and treat them with respect, dignity, give them a good price, take care of them because they've been getting screwed by so many other service companies. Right. And all of a sudden they realize, oh, this is what a service company should be. Right, right. And they recognize it. Well, and they help you out. Two key, well, one key line with two key points in it is you, d- you just let them know the highest honor you could pay is your yeah. referral. Right. right? The yeah. best thank you you could give me is your referral. You say one of those two things as you're closing up with that customer, and you're golden. You're getting you're getting five referrals. You might get one or two calls. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's gonna she or he is gonna say to someone, Oh yeah, I had so and so out. Because I mean it's a little different now, but in a small community, I shouldn't say small community, on one street. If there's ten or twelve houses, someone talk, a person talks to and knows and likes at least half of those people. Yeah, and that's six houses. If there's twelve on the street, well, and that's physical mouth to physical ear referrals. Yeah, right? but now in the digital day and age, it goes way beyond that and so much faster. And and Facebook, I mean, especially when we have small community groups like. The Blue Spring community page. Well, you say small. I see you all the time. It's not that small. Yeah, there's 60,000 people in that group. Well, Blue Springs is small compared to a lot of big cities. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but what I'm saying is like your community groups, yeah. there's a lot of eyes in there, right? Yeah. And so just like anything, if you do well, they're going to hear about it. If you do poorly, they're going to hear about that too. They're, what do we talk about on the show all the time? If you do well... People are going to hear about it. If you do poorly, 
they're going to hear about it times five. Yeah. So you, <laughs> you have to start out with providing great service and great communication right. and good price and good work and all that. Right. But if you piss somebody off or you're not giving great service, it's going to hurt you more than, yeah. than if you give good service, then it's going to help you. Right, right. So obviously your word of mouth referrals are huge. The next thing that you need to be doing is getting a ton of Google reviews. And we're not going to dive a whole lot into Google reviews. If you want to hear my playbook for exactly how we've gotten to nearly 600 Google reviews and a 5.0 rating, go listen to episode 36 of this show. Um, I explain everything exactly how we get all the Google reviews. If, so, you, if you want to know even more in depth, then sign up for trade wins and we'll walk you through it. And we'll <laughs> literally tell you, Hey, click on your computer. Yeah. This is how you get there. We'll literally walk this you is through how, how to do, do it. And then when you want have one-on-one business calls, we hold your hand like this and we say, this is how you get there. Yep. So some, some people need that. Shameless plug. And, and we're happy to do it, right? <laughs> Shameless plug. So, um, but yeah, you go you go listen to episode 36, and it's the whole playbook for how to get a ton of Google reviews. Yeah. But again, the it's same thing listen. goes with those is you have to ask. Um, we talk about in episode 36, we go through the whole gamut of my uh, journey through learning everything about Google reviews. And I've been on the other side going, well, people just don't leave them. Well, it's because you're not asking. Okay, then you start asking, and people still don't leave them. It's because they don't know how. And so, you again, in the episode 36, we go over all of that, and we show you how to get customers to get one-click access to a Google review for you. And and from that point on, Google reviews are on fire. Yeah, and just so, real quick, it's send a digital invoice, have a link for a Google review. Yep. That's it. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's that simple. There, there's a lot more to it than that, especially if you want to maintain the 5.0 rating, because when you give one people, when you give people one click access to leave a Google review, you're also giving customers that may have not had the best experience with you one click access to leave a Google review. And so yeah. we, we talk about in that episode how to kind of filter those customers out a little bit so that you can make sure that your Google review count stays strong. And also so you can make sure that you become aware of customers that you may have underserved so that you can follow back up with them and make it right. And then, if that happens too often, you can adjust your process so you're not underserving customers in the future. Is that 36? Yeah, episode 36. Okay. Yep. yep. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. I just sent a couple of links out literally today to people that were like, how do you get so many Google reviews? Man, it seems like just that was to this. just oh. yesterday when we did that. Seems like it was recent. And what are we at today? Uh, today 90, is 97. 97. Knocking on the door of 100. Oh, man. So if so, anyone wants to send gifts to us for episode 100, that would be great. Yeah. One, 100 <laughs> cervezas. I think two. And if they sell Bushlight Peach where you're at, we'll hmm. we'll settle for three cases. If you send Bushlight <laughs> Peach to our address, address, it to David. I will throw it away. <laughs> I think if you connect with the customer, you, you start to kind of buy yourself... Not that you're prone to making mistakes, but you know, like say if you act, you're carrying something, you drop and it breaks. But if you've already had that connection with the customer and they know and they're liking to trust you, and you come to them and you're honest, you kind of start to buy yourself versus the employee that's like they're really good, but they just don't connect with the customer. Yeah. Well, you've been in you've yeah. been in the home with yeah. me when I broke that glass top tabletop yeah. for that lady. Whoa, 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 whoa! What we yeah. talked about it before? We talked. Well, we got a YouTube short on it, but um, did we? Yeah, I went to go move. Like we oh, had to. Oh, it was some, in the basement. Yeah, I had to move some stuff, okay, and so yeah, I went yeah. to go move this piece of glass, oh. and I didn't drop it or anything. Like 
You like, grabbed it and it broke. It must have had there must have had like a piece of sand on the basement, the concrete basement floor or something. Yeah. Because I literally set it down so gently. And the moment it touched the ground, it split into two pieces. Yeah. And uh, I, I was thinking like you broke a coffee table, but now I remember. No. Yeah. yeah. I remember. You, you were thinking I threw Austin through a coffee table and no, like, I was, Hulk smash. He threw me through a coffee table. <laughs> Hulk smash. No, I was yeah. thinking maybe you just broke something and I never heard about it. Yeah. Austin but yeah. got me back with a suplex. It was a whole thing. Well, I mean, you kind of do. I don't see that happening. <laughs> you know, I think you, you'll do yourself a disservice if you show up in a wash van, you have all the stock you need, you show up, you do the work, you're really good, you're proficient, and you don't connect with the customer. You're taking all the money you've invested right. in every single thing, and then it's just like, you know. Yeah, yep. why Why was I wearing the nice shirt? Why yeah. was I wearing the um, embroidered uniform? Why was I wearing footies? Why was I driving around in a truck with graphics all over it? Yeah. If you, if you yeah. don't provide the service and the after service... It's almost all for naught. Those things aren't a false front that buys you time. Those things are to help guarantee the yes. relationship that you build with a customer. Yes. So um, all of those things kind of stem off of word of mouth referrals. And, and the last one for like digital word of mouth would be like the Nextdoor app. Um, yeah. And maybe Thumbtack, although I think Thumbtack may have a charge. I'm not sure. I don't do a lot on Thumbtack. You know what? I don't even hear a lot about it. So I think they, they must because yeah. there's there's free ones out there that are a and, lot and better in some or the parts, same. In some parts of the nation, Yelp is another one. Yelp is not very big in the Midwest, but we talk to people from all around the yeah. nation and trade winds, and Yelp is really big in the coastal areas. Yeah, it is. And so uh, you got to do with what works, right? Here... Yelp is viewed as a place that people go to bitch about companies. And so you're never going to see me align myself with Yelp because I don't want to be on a platform where people just go to bitch about companies. Yeah. Right. So it just kind of depends on where you're at. But okay. So, so that covers a lot of the word of mouth stuff. And those are all the things that you need to be doing as a new business owner. Eventually you'll need to be doing some sort of digital marketing at some level. Can I ask you a question? Yep. When you're doing, like, and I kind of know the answer here, you can get, what is the number you can get to on only word of mouth advertising So as we, a small business? And I know, like, I know what my answer is, but you can, you can do very well on just word of mouth. Yeah. We got to a million dollars in revenue a year without spending more than a thousand dollars a month on digital marketing and and a lot of guys will use so we talked about earlier facebook being a kind of a hybrid between word of mouth and digital marketing right Right. like it's it's technically it's digital but it's people will post on there by actual experiences that they've had yeah so right the the big key difference between digital marketing and word of mouth referrals is word of mouth is 100 percent absolutely free digital marketing you are paying for right so you, you take a platform like Facebook. There are free ways to handle Facebook, but there are also paid ways to handle Facebook. And so you can either treat Facebook like a free word of mouth setup. Right. Or you can also start paying on Facebook. Yeah, whether for sponsored you're, ads. Yeah, whether you're doing sponsored ad, boosted posts, whether you're creating specific ads just for Facebook or anything else, you can do all of that. And so it, it is a very economical way to do it with without like breaking the bank yeah. and extending your reach. I think um, for a lot of guys that are just starting out and they're like, hey, 
I want to expand a little bit without getting too big. Like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times people are scared. Hey, if I get a commercial out and I'm a one man shop, am I going to be able to handle the volume of calls that comes in? Right. Like Facebook is a good intermediate that you can, I'll spend a little bit of money, get, get some more calls, get my feet wet and be able to kind of, you know, quote unquote dabble yeah. in some and commercial. Let me, let me drop you some game here. advertisement. If you're new into drop, the marketing thing, did you just say drop some game? Yeah. <laughs> if you're new into the marketing thing, and you've got your business page, and you're wondering, oh, should I start boosting posts on Facebook and everything else? So go back through your last few months. Your maybe maybe not even few months. You want to go through maybe the last eight weeks of your face your business Facebook posts. Find one that performed better than any other post out there, naturally, organically. Okay, boost that post. Yeah, because that's one that people gravitated towards without you spending a dime. And so if your inner circle gravitated towards that one without you spending a dime, your outer circle is for sure going to gravitate towards that one. So another thing with Facebook, Facebook is not dumb. Facebook is not out to take your money and run. Facebook's very smart. Facebook wants you to see results with your ad. So uh, a lot of times, whenever I do Facebook ads, I do them as face like uh, they'll ask you what's the goal with this ad, and I tell them it's to get messages into the business, right? So yeah, uh, Facebook is going to change their algorithms based off of how the goals you set it. Um, Facebook will learn who is the best customer for this for you. You can give it some parameters. You can give it some zip codes. You can give it some some radiuses. You can tell it you know, age ranges and sexes, you know, male or female or whatever, you can, you can give it some parameters. Set your budget low. Set it at $5 a day at first. And then as things, like, as you start getting some results, slowly increase your budget. And what that, what's going to happen is at $5 a day, Facebook is still learning who responds best to this ad. And then after a month at $5 a day, now you can double it to $10 a day. And Facebook now has a lot better grasp of who responds to this ad. So your $10 goes a whole lot farther than it did a month ago. Yeah, if you if you were to start at $100 a day, it's still learning. It's still so, learning. So you're kind of pissing money away. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you've got to just, you've got to get the algorithm started, and it takes a little bit of money to do that. So like Mitch was saying, at $5 a day, it, it, it's a pretty cheap to um, get that information figured out and know where everything's going and then, you know, the next month, 10. And then maybe the next month, 20 if it's working for you right. a day. And then now you're so busy, you're like, oh, shit. You know, you know what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just kind of keeps relative. That's so right. So the, the other thing that you want to you wanna keep in mind is a lot of people are like, at what point do I need to consider starting to spend money in marketing? It changes for every company. Uh, in the HVAC space, you're going to be somewhere between 3 to 5% of your monthly income or your annual income needs to get spent back on marketing. Well, and that's because you're bringing in a lot more. Yeah. In the HVAC Gross. space, you've got your, your ticket prices are inflated just because of the expensive equipment costs with furnaces and air conditioners and all of that. Yeah. Stuff. Your profit could be the same, but just, just to like say something here, if, if, if I'm making $5 million a year and Mitch, or if I'm grossing $5 million a year and Mitch is grossing $2 million a year, 
Mitch is probably profiting more than I am at five. Maybe. It just kind of depends, but but it, we're close, right? Yeah. So because I'm spending so much more money on equipment, it, it it costs me a lot more money to make the same amount of money. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So those numbers are different. Yep. So um, in the plumbing world, you, you need to be looking somewhere around like five to eight percent, somewhere in there. So three to five in the HVAC world, five to eight in the plumbing world. Um, those numbers can also vary a little bit. You could be five to eight and eight to twelve. Um, five to eight in the HVAC and eight to 12 in the plumbing. Yeah. You, and you it, could be there. Yeah. And it depends. Like if you're on the West coast, obviously it's going to be different than if you're here in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to change a little bit, but yeah. as you start going from bringing in $10,000 a month in revenue to $20,000 a month in revenue to $50,000 a month in revenue or whatever the case may be, you need to be analyzing that. And so, um, it's not a bad idea to start kind of setting that money aside, uh, in, in, if not physically, then figuratively setting it aside and anticipating, okay, eventually as I grow, 5% of my income needs to be going to marketing. Yeah. And, and so that way you're not shocked because digital marketing is not cheap. No, it's expensive it is, as it shit. It is not cheap at all. So, um, or unless you want to just pay Mitch, he'll come over and show you what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I have it all figured out. So No um, offense, buddy. You've got you've got your website and you've got search engine optimization that you're doing through your website. Those can be pricey, right? Yes, they can be. Um, you've got paid social media ads. Uh, I actually just hired an agency to... Like, I run my own social media. I still r- control all my own social media. However, I did just hire an agency to run paid ads on my Facebook. And the reason why I hired them is because they have a whole lot of intel where they can actually um, retarget anybody who's ever visited my website. They can make sure that my social media ads end up in their view. Is this who we talked about last week but didn't talk about it on the show? I don't know. Maybe. Um See, now I'm confused. Now I'm going to ask you questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so um, I was formerly spending a lot of money each month. I was spending 3000 bucks a month on digital TV or smart TV commercials. Uh, Those are useless, at least the way that we were doing them. Um, (laughs) I didn't know we were going to get into you getting BF. They were were absolutely useless. And so I'm diverting that $3,000 a month into Facebook ads. Sorry. And I have concrete data on Facebook ads to show their effectiveness. Um, I, I've got my cost per lead down really well in that. And so, um, ironically, <laughs> the guy that I was just talking about, about his wife and that the who furnace repair, you? that's who was just calling me. Oh, um, shit. So um, I've got really good concrete data on how cheap Facebook leads are um, as far as like how much I spend versus how many leads I get. And what I, what I call a lead is not a phone call into the company. What I call a lead is a call on my board to run. I don't consider those time wasters that are just drunk dialing to in responding to your ads. I don't call those leads. Well, that's just wasted fluff. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, I'm thinking about remodeling my bath, bro. And I, it's it's 10 o'clock and I've had some beers and I, yeah. That's not a lead. And That's a phone call. It's a project I'm doing in two years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, see you later. Yeah, exactly. So, as soon as I move out of my mom's basement, I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. That's not a lead. Yeah. when it's and, and I had never 
this was like something I learned. I, Mitch and I talked about this last week. He doesn't consider it a lead until it's on the board. That's yeah. lots of people don't do that. No, no, and, I'm I'm really rare in that, and and it might not. I'll be a hundred percent honest. It might not be the fair way to to analyze it. The fuck it ain't. I mean, I so I have. It's more realistic. I'm I'm jumping in. It's yeah, more yeah. realistic that I actually got a call to go on than a bunch of people that are just calling to see what the price is yeah. or to see what those are genuine leads. Yeah. Those are not just waste of time calls. If you There's hire 100% difference. If you hire a marketing agency and they plop onto your desk a lot of ugly, scary, alien-looking leads that aren't your ideal customer, but they're trying to call them leads, that's yeah, that's, that's a problem. That that's is a 100% problem. Right. And when you had said that to me and we kind of had talked about it a little bit I mean, I, I shouldn't say I was blown away. I wasn't blown away, but I thought, man, that is such a better way to look at it. Yeah. Then, and the real problem is you have to do that. Like that, that takes your boots, quote unquote, on the ground in the office. Yeah. Like, hey, I have to, I have to break this down and say, hey, these leads came in. I had fifty leads from this, but only one ended up on my board. Right. And I spent half the money for this. And I only had five, but three ended up on my board. Right. Those are the ones that you want. Yeah. Like, that's where you have to focus your money at. And that's what takes a lot of time to break down and decide, okay, where do I want to spend my money at yeah. on advertising? Another so, another little bit of knowledge will drop on you here. If you haven't hired a digital marketing agency yet, before you do... Don't do and it. And this is an absolute <laughs> must. Don't do it. <laughs> What we want to see you do is we want to see you go through your CRM, whether it's Field Pulse, Service Fusion, Jobber, House Call Pro, doesn't matter, Service Titan, all of them, doesn't matter. Then sign up for Tradewinds. We want to see you go through your CRM, (laughs) and we want to see you pull reports of how many Google leads you're getting each month and each quarter before you hire the digital marketing agency. And how, like, if your digital marketing agency is going to be running your Facebook ads, then you need to be pulling reports and figuring out how many leads you're getting through Facebook before you hire them. Because here's a a major problem I have with digital marketing agencies. There's good ones and there's bad ones out there. They all run under the heading that it takes six months to see results. Meanwhile, it seems like a lot of them basically fuck you over for six months knowing that they've got six months of cushion before you catch on to their game and they move on, okay? And then when you start calling them and holding their feet to the fire and you start calling them out, then they start trying to claim all of your Google leads. Well, we brought you in 100 Google leads this month. Bullshit, because before I hired you, I was getting 70 on my own. So... All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. 
It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. Take all the money I'm spending you and you got me 30. You didn't get me 100. I got 70 on my own. You got me an additional 30. So that is, in a nutshell, anybody who's had a bad experience with digital marketing agencies, usually it transpires about like that. So uh, it did in my case. And like, I don't want to crush you. I don't. I love you. This is where David's going to say, I told you so. No, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) I'm not going to say that at all. But like... For those guys that are just starting out and think that they have marketing like under control and they think that they like know all of the ins and outs of everything and they're like, oh, I'm going to spend money and I'm going to get this, I'm going to get these leads, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that. This is a great example of I thought I knew what I was going to get and what I wanted and what I knew was going to happen and it didn't happen. And, and, well, I am not, this is, I, I'm not crushing you, dude. I'm just, I worry about people and guys, like even in our trade wins group, that think they have a really good grasp on marketing and then are taken advantage of mm-hmm. by companies that are literally doing exactly what you just said they did. Right. Okay. It is very hard to quantify leads and sales when you're paying a marketing company to do it. You need to have a process in place before you do that so that you can track what's going on. Yeah. And that is extremely difficult to do. Even in your case now, even with what you've learned already, it's very hard to put that in place. And you may not have... I don't know if you would have had... had I don't know if you would have figured it out before without learning that mistake. Does that does that make sense? Well, so here's the thing. You digital marketing agencies do need about 6 months to work, right? Um, search engine optimization takes about 6 months to actually show effectiveness. Sometimes it does. So, yes. here's the here's the problem with it is di- bad digital marketing agencies know that and they know that we don't really have to show results for six months. And, and you know, after six months, if they choose to leave, great. If we can slick talk our way into staying with them. For seven or eight, then, then, then great. Bonus. Yeah. Right? But you, you won't see results month one. You won't see the type of results you're looking for. And that doesn't matter if you're the best agency, like you're with the best agency or the worst. And you won't really know what's the best, Right. There's a lot of agencies that work really well for one person that bomb for another. There's a lot of agencies that swear or there's a lot of there's a lot of home service contracts that swear by one agency that will cuss another, but meanwhile, there's another home service contractor that's doing the exact opposite. They're swearing by the one that the other one's cussing. Yes. And so you have to have the the, the reason I say that is because you have to have these metrics in place so you know whether you should be praising them or whether you should be verifying what they're doing, right? It's right. A, it's a trust but verify scenario. Right, and and this is this is another one of those hard things 
to do as a business owner. Um, but you have to, like we talk about vetting accountants all the time mm-hmm. and we talk about vetting, you know, bookkeepers and we talk about vetting ad agencies. This is one of those places where you really need to probably try and vet them and talk to someone specifically in your area of expertise yeah. that that you trust before you start dumping tons of money out. Um, and don't go... Again, it's easy to be fooled by a digital marketing agency in the first few months. There's a lot of flashing lights. There's a lot of mirrors. There's a lot of shiny objects. They're making changes. You haven't seen results yet, but you think change is good. And so don't... Yeah. don't like. Ask them for <clears throat> referrals, but ask them for a referral of somebody who's been with them for a year. Well, don't I was, ask them for a referral of somebody who's been with them for three months. I was thinking don't ask them for a referral at all and do a little of your own research and see if you can find someone that's using them independently and then ask them. Yeah, you can you, do that too. You know what I mean? And and I say that because it's it's easy for people to have two or three companies that can pull the shades quote unquote over your eyes and say, Hey, they're doing this, but it's not exactly what you're doing. Um, like look it up, try to find people that like are using them and then ask them independently. Right. Or be in a group like trade wins or like Mitch's in apex and find people that are like using a company and then go with them. There's, you know what I mean? Like we don't have one in trade wins. I'll be honest. But in Apex, I'm sure there's. I, I I know it's a group for you that there aren't a lot of blue collar people in Apex. Well, there's plenty. It's it's more blue As, collar people than anything else. I thought it was more white collar people. Mm-mm. But so so in Apex, maybe you know you could ask, hey, who are you using for SEO? Right. And 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 what is the experience like? The real the lazy thing is to not do the research and just pay someone. Well, and, and right. So like and, like what you just talked about with SEO. SEO is a completely different game if you're trying to sell a product nationally or globally yes. than it is if you're trying to sell a product to 17 different zip codes. Yeah, and that's why you have to find someone that's closer to in your area of expertise yeah. that, hey, oh, you're a plumbing company also. Who are you using? Yeah. You can't, Home- go, you can't go to a company that's advertising nationally and say, hey, who are you using for your SEO? That's not going to work. Yeah. But the- you need to find someone that's you know doing something close to you're doing, what you're doing, and then ask them, who are you using? Right. How is it working out? You know, before you just start spending tons of money. Right, right. Um, You know, ultimately, it's a 24-7 experiment. And this is where you as an (laughs) entrepreneur and you as a business owner, you will 100% guaranteed waste money in marketing. The goal is not to waste money. The goal is to stay so in tune with everything that you're able to recognize where you're wasting money and where you can divert funds. It's it's literally like this the, the marketing side of the business is literally what changes the game for who is a very successful business owner and entrepreneur and who is not. And the reason I say it in the home services space anyway. And the reason I say that is if you've got a guy that's like, well, our company's not growing, but we're not spending any money on marketing, but I don't know why it's not growing. Well, it's because you're not spending money on marketing, right? And there, there is not a successful business owner out there who hasn't wasted money on marketing, right? If you're wasting money on marketing, that means you're trying. You're trying new things. 
and you're giving it enough time to work, and then when you don't see results, you cut it off fast, right? So right. there comes a time where you have to realize the bad investment, and you have to cut it off and move on. And that's not just in marketing or business ownership. That's with anything, right? And so that, that happens with people. That happens with everything. And so you need to be pushing boundaries. You need to be trying things, right? Uh, I personally spent $21,000 on digital marketing in the form of digital TV commercials. And all they resulted in for me, they, they were more of a branding commercial that I was, I was sold that they were going to help our Google LSA perform better. Um, but uh, basically, I spent twenty one grand on digital TV commercials, not including the cost to produce the commercials because we produced them in-house with Austin. Um, they resulted in two calls into our company, both calls canceled before we got there. So I, spayed, I, I spent $21,000 on two canceled calls. Ouch. It hurts, right? Ouch. However, now I know personally that the way we approached digital marketing in that area is a waste. You will never see me spend that money ever again. It's a whole different lesson than somebody saying, oh, don't do that. It's a total waste, right? Because then I just kind of have to take their word for it. Um, I'm not saying we'll never do digital TV again. We might, but we have to approach it in a completely different angle. So I know exactly where the failures were in ours, but there is possibility that it may succeed in the future. It just depends on how we set the commercial up. So there will be failures. It's no If you're a plumber you're going to have solder leaks. It's just part of it, right? You can't define yourself as a plumber based off of a couple solder leaks. You can't define yourself as a business owner based off of a couple bad marketing decisions. I mean, shit, I've made a lot more bad marketing decisions than that. <laughs> you go sponsor a youth football team thinking you're doing one for the greater good, and really you're just paying out money and you're not going to get any calls from that. Like, let's just be honest. When I go sponsor a youth football team, I know it's a donation to the team. It gets classified as a marketing expense because first, they put your logo on a banner. First off, I'm not buying that because if your kids are on the team, everyone on every parent on that team is calling you first. Yeah, my kids I've, my kids don't play ball. But I sponsor a team every year. But I don't I don't look at it like it's an But that, that doesn't that doesn't mean it's that doesn't mean it's a bad idea. That means in your situation it's a bad idea. Well, like if your kid plays soccer, and you sponsor the team, then everyone asks you, "Hey, oh, oh what? Yeah, yeah, what is it?" And then you say, "Hey, yeah, this is what we're doing. I just wanted to help out the team." Then half the parents call you when they have an issue. Maybe Th that's a win. Yeah. When you sponsor a team and your kids are downstairs playing video games, yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know what? I have questions about your marketing scheme <laughs> as, as of right now. Like, what are you doing, Mitch? Yeah. So yeah, my, on, my kids don't play sports anymore, but I still sponsor a team every year. Right? It's not helping you. Sure it is. It doesn't. My kid doesn't have to play on the team for it to help me. Shit, my kid playing on the team might hurt me. <laughs> my kid might be the kid sitting in the dugout or on the bench the whole time, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, fucking Smedley." Yeah, but you're branding. Can't hit a ball to save his life. You 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 sponsor a team every year. Every year. Then no, I'm just saying if you sponsor a team every year, Smedley's brand gets out there. Yeah. Yeah, it. I mean, don't get me wrong. So it, don't it, don't count it as a loss. Count it as a. I'm just. I'm growing. It's not in a direct my, return. I'm growing in my community. Yeah. It's an indirect return later. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. 
I mean, don't make it sound like it's a fucking bad thing. We're considering sponsoring the high school football team now. You know what? Maybe. Hey, so. you know what? Sponsor my kids' fucking soccer team, dude. Maybe. Pay for the uniforms. Maybe. I'll put Smedley Plumbing on the back of it. I'll call KCSG and see if they'll let you do that. Maybe we'll do the void. Maybe we'll do trade wins. Ooh, trade wins would be good. Oh. You know what? I just realized. Maybe. I have the checkbook. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, a side note, she, uh, so they, every year in the spring, at the end of spring, they have a, uh, you have to do your tryouts for the next year and they're off all summer. And then you play all next year. That's how they do it. So she just had her tryout. So she made the team that she wanted. So well, she's, that's good. She's super excited. Yeah. Yep. Got on a new team. So go in there and rally them together and moved up a level. Make them win. Man, she's. A, we'll get Dave crying in here on a podcast before we know it. Nah. I'm good now. It's the only time he's ever cried on the podcast. Yeah. Talking about his daughter rallying yeah, the team together. Thinking about my mom after she died. <laughs> you know it. I know it. Yeah. I know it. Hey, you know what? I. Should I should I work on some tears? <laughs> no, no. So we got two more things to hit here. We we meant to get to the stories to the from the field earlier. Oh uh, uh, yes, let's do it. I'm going to do a stories from the field, but then I'm also going to talk about a guy who has flat changed the game in digital marketing. All so right. uh, stories from the field. I got to pull it up on my phone, phone here. This comes from Andrew. Let me find it. Here we go. Is this is this the garage door kid? This is Andrew from State Line Door and Lift in Grain Valley, this Missouri. Is, listen, he sent this to us like a while a, ago, a couple months, two or three months ago, and we just haven't got to it yet. So, yep. Andrew, sorry, bro. So get after it. He's uh, this is about twelve years prior. It says I'm working on a garage door <laughs> maybe twelve good. years ago. The wife let me in. And she was really odd and super cheery and bubbly. She was really quick to leave me alone with the work, which was kind of odd. Well, while I'm working away on the garage door, the husband comes home. And he asks if I can move my car out of the driveway. And I, t I explained to him that my van is in the street. I don't know whose car that is. And the silence was a tad eerie <laughs> as he accused himself and he went on, or as he excused himself and he went on inside. Uh, I heard a muffled, loud yelling. And then all of a sudden, a young man came storming out of the house, throwing on his shirt and carrying his shoes. I can only imagine what the truth is, but the wife wasn't so cheery and bubbly when it came time to pay the bill. <laughs> I want to ask him like shout out to Andrew for breaking up what? marriages while opening garage doors. I want to I want to ask him like how like how old was she and how old do you think the kid was? I don't know. How but old was I mean like how old was the husband? Sidebar. I mean was he just if, if you want some epic memes to copy, steal, and share for your business, you go follow State Line Door and Lift. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The guy is a meme genius. It is hilarious what he comes up with. So, um, Okay, so closing this thing, this whole marketing conversation out, we're going to close it out with a guy who has just flat changed the script in how to market. Um, his name is Matt Reif. Uh, if you've heard of him, that means you spend time on social media. If you have not heard of him, you have no clue who he is. But uh, he is a comedian. He's done a lot of small, tiny venues here and there. He's freaking hilarious. He is very attractive. He is very single. And his little shtick is women flock to go see him, and they bring him gifts. And then oh, he shit. actually, like 
off the cuff ad libs jokes about the gifts that the women bring him. Okay. What are they? And he's really, what are they taking him? Like, I need an example. Are they taking him so panties? What I mean, what are they taking him? Well, where the where his whole thing started is he started on like TikTok and Instagram reels and Facebook reels and all of this kind of stuff, right? And they're just little sixty and ninety second clips. <laughs> and um, you know, one of his more popular ones is this smoking hot blonde chick. Uh, she's middle aged. She's got kids. What does middle aged mean? It means whatever you want it to mean. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, uh, crucify myself here. But um, she That's she's no there with her sisters, and she gets him a gift that uh, it's a T-shirt and a bag of cookies, and she made the cookies herself. And the T-shirt says like, "I came to Omaha for the barbecue and the blowjobs," <laughs> or something. I like. I'm paraphrasing that, but that's basically what it says. Are you making that up? No, no. Like that's 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 a rough idea of what it says. What's the matter with you? So he starts talking with her and everything else, and then he tries the cookies, and they're freaking amazing. And then he starts like giving the crowd shit for letting this gorgeous middle-aged woman like she's single. How the fuck is she single? And like she makes these bomb ass cookies. She's obviously got humor. She's gorgeous. Yeah, it's because men are scared. And I mean, they're like in like Illinois or Nebraska or something. Yeah, the like, guys are scared. Dudes are like yeah. missing out here. Guys are right? scared. Yeah. So, uh, fucking anyway, buzzes. he's got tons of really viral reels and shorts and everything else. Well, he's not a mainstream comedian. Like, I have no doubt that he'll be on Rogan soon because. He completely changed the game in marketing. He got really popular on TikTok, and he got really popular on Facebook and Instagram and everything else. And then in one day, he dropped his entire tour and ticket sales for the entire nation in one day. And he focused on tiny venues and multiple shows in tiny venues. He's committed, like, like we're talking like 200 shows in a year. We're talking a lot. Sold out every single one of them in one day. Talk about putting pressure on yourself. Like, hey, I'm not big, and I can come up with some funny stuff, and now all of a sudden I have to have material yeah. for like a whole year. Of- well, here's <laughs> the like, thing. Like, oh, shit. So what do you have right now? You, for one, he sold out the shows, right? Yeah. But then you have the whole world talking about Matt Rife. Yeah. You saw his brand went... Through the roof. Through the roof. Without without having to do anything. Right. Well, very clever word of mouth marketing. Very, yeah. very clever word of mouth. Yeah. Like he probably That's paid- a hybrid, right? That that's a hybrid of Facebook versus word of mouth versus yeah. hey, I'm selling tickets. He probably paid a few videographers to sit in the stand, uh, in the in the crowds while this was going on. Or so he could get shots of him iPhones. and shots of the Or robbed iPhones. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Um but then in one day, sells out all of his venues, and now he has the entire nation crawling over tickets that they can't get. I wonder if he had a publicist. So one of the common memes that you're seeing right now is, and everyone's copied this and duplicated it, I can't get you Matt Rife tickets, but I can sell you a house, or I can fix your garage door, or I can replace your water heater. I hate that. Right? And everybody's latching on to it and all this stuff. I hate it. And it, I mean, it's it's the way that anything goes. As soon as something becomes wildly popular, of now everyone's going to share I hate it with it. their own, right? I, I hate it. So, um, this guy completely flipped the script on that. D- 
did freaking amazing with it. So uh, hats off to him for sure. I would love to go see him in person. My wife have wa- my wife and I have watched him for a couple of months before he even released show tickets and everything else. Your wife gets crushes real easy. You might be careful. No, I know. I can't get a front row seats for sure. <laughs> but uh, uh, the guy's absolutely hilarious, and he completely understands the marketing game. Like he's got people talking about him that got tickets. He's got people talking about him that like I have no clue who Matt Rife is. And obviously, anybody who says that means they don't watch a lot of Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. First off, fuck you. I said that before the thing. Yeah. And I watch your Facebook all the time. Well, you might not watch a lot of reels, short form videos. No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. David's barely lucky to be on Facebook. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm making money, man. I'm I don't know what the fuck Dave to tell you. I'm like working my ass off all the You're time. You're doing a great job. I'm celebrating Dave. Thanks, Austin. <laughs> no problem. I got to lift him up. Mitch was shooting him down. Man, that's my man, Austin. <laughs> fuck you, Mitch. I came in to save him. <laughs> there he is. My only comment. I am, He's got brownie I, points. I mean, Helps it's, him get his LLC instead of listening to the core episodes. Yeah, it's true. all nine episodes. <laughs> that's right. It's true. I, I, Man, I got a lot of shit going on. Don't we all? No, my next big, my next big push is trade wins. Yep. So just you fucking hold on to your butt, buddy. <laughs> Which, by the way, we have an in-person event that's open to the public coming up soon. August 11th, 12th, and 13th. Did we secure the dates? Not yet, but I'm working on it. Well, we can't really announce the dates until it's gonna you be, secure them. Yes, the fuck I can't. If so, I got to go to the Hilton Embassy and fucking like <laughs> kiss ass, I will do it. So we are going to be towards the central part of August, early to mid part of August. We're going to be holding an in-person event for trade wins. It's open to the public. So you guys get to see us, see Dave, see me, see yeah. everybody that's in trade wins. Yeah. Um, we're going to bring in a lot of speakers that are going to be dropping a whole lot of knowledge for service-based businesses, trades-based businesses. Yeah. So um, if you guys are interested in that, Feel free to shoot us an email at askmitch at mitchsmedley.com, and um, we can get you info on that when it's available. It should be available very soon. Yeah. So. We're just we're, we're trying to get a rough number for our actual guys that are in trade wins, and then we'll have a number from that to expanding rooms after that, depending on um, everyone that signs up and just trying to make sure that we have... Um, all our ducks in a row before we right. officially announce it. But I have, I mean, I've been talking to the venue. So, I mean, it's well, literally, I mean, we're on the edge of booking it right now. I mean, I we're, can, we are going to be doing it and it's going to be fucking awesome. And I, I'm super excited. I can like, speak from experience that venues excited. don't mind tripling your guest count. <laughs> no, they don't. They <laughs> so, do not. They do not. Unless, and it, this is, actually happened to me one time. I went to Houston, Texas to go to a Goodman um, like tour of their factory and all this other stuff and blah, 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 blah. Right. And they were going to have like a, I think it was a three, just a little three hour um, Q&A. And they were like, oh, it's going to be at this place, blah, 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 blah. And then they had it and it was booked for like 30 people and there were like 130 people and they had no more because all the other rooms were booked. Standing room only. So it was like, that's Goodman's fault for overselling it, though. Of course like, it once is. Once you reach capacity, you need to shut it off. Of, of course it is. But sometimes you're like, uh, you know, the hotel, they're trying to say yes to everything, and yeah. there's a miscommunication, and then all of a sudden you turn around and there's 100 extra people, and you're looking around, and you're going, fuck. Yeah. Well, I don't know, like, I don't know what we're going to do here. So I'm just trying to 
this will be our first event, so I'm trying to avoid yep. <laughs> like that trouble starting out of the gate. It's always chaos so, on the first one. I don't think it's going to be chaos. First you get it done, then you get it done well. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. My wife's helping me, so it's probably going to be fucking perfect. Oh, great. She's a Nazi, dude. Yeah, it's going to be eyes She's dotted, me. T's crossed. <laughs> fucking A it is. Door handles the right way. You walk in <laughs> and you grab the handle with your left hand instead of your right, <laughs> you're fucking kicked out. I mean, she is... We each have a, a personal punch card with our, our sins. And if we touch the door... <laughs> fucking door, damn right, it is. She is... I'm out. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't say Nazi. She is... Get kicked out of my own event. <laughs> she is... <laughs> she, uh, to be honest, I... Um, I couldn't do it without her. So no. she's she's going to help me. We're going to book it. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see all the guys. I can't wait to see who shows up that's not even in a member. Yep. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Wrap it up, Mitch, because we had a Zoom call in fucking three minutes, and I still got to get home. Well, that's it. So uh, until next time, guys, we will see you later. Um, don't forget, share the show. Share the show.